When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now. Good morning, good morning. Fantasy Forecast for the first hour. I know what you're saying. Fantasy? Fantasy's over, Anita. I already won my championship. What are you talking about? (laughs) Fantasy's never over. Uh, Hopefully a lot of people out there are playing a lot of DFS uh, so we're going to get you locked and loaded uh, if you are going to play some DFS lineups, whether it's today, the two games today, the four games remaining. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, fantasy and DFS to be had. And maybe you're playing in some type of uh, postseason fantasy football league. I-, I enjoy doing those where you have a draft. I didn't do it this year, uh, unfortunately. Um, and and I and big shout out, I just, a few things. Number one, uh, this is my first weekend back on the airwaves. Um, my mom has not been well. I know my mom's on the show quite frequently, so a lot of listeners out there know my mom. And uh, so I, I was down in, in Florida taking care of her. So uh, so this year I did not was not able to participate and organize a playoff fantasy football league. So that's unfortunate. But a lot of times, which by the way, let's just uh, Tom and Joe are producing the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Have um have either of you ever played in a in a, po- a postseason like a playoff fantasy league? Uh, good morning, Anita. Hope you're well. Um, I have not. To be honest, I don't even know what the stipulations of that would necessarily be, unless we're betting on like overs, unders, and stuff like that, or maybe it's just like traditional fantasy. But obviously, just with the postseason. But uh, long long story short no i have not played in that so so typically what you do is you have a so you have six people as opposed to 12 and what you do is you have a draft and you draft players based on um you draft players based on what how you think that they're going to do so you accumulate points throughout the postseason so your strategy isn't only just to draft players that you know are going to perform well but players who you think are going to win in advance, survive, win in advance, survive, and play more games. So if you have, like, for example, the Texans last night, who knew? If you, if you, if you have Nico Collins, he put up almost 100 receiving yards and scored a touchdown and now is going to play in another game. If the Houston Texans, sorry, my dogs. Um, they're, they're big fans of Nico Collins. Don't worry. That, they're just shouting <laughs> out his name. So if you, um, if, if the Texans' defense showed up like it did yesterday oh my goodness gracious uh and they continue to roll and nico collins let's say gets you know three games in um then you know so you accumulate points so again it's it's, it's fun because the strategy is not only are you drafting players that are, are good and are going to put up good numbers for you but also pl- teams players on teams that you think are going to win and survive in, in advance so um so so there's that um, and, and it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun way to continue to play, uh, fantasy and, um, in, in the postseason. that's for sure. Um, 
All right. I, I, I want to look back before we look forward. And uh, we had two games uh, last night, yesterday. Uh, the first one, I was all I was all about the Browns. Had the Browns on the money line. Had the Browns minus two. Boy, uh, Joe Flacco had a had an afternoon, mm-hmm. did he not? Uh, what what I found, and and I'm assuming that both of you watched the game, um, both games, but. What was interesting to me, and not taking anything away from C.J. Stroud, because C.J. Stroud was amazing, 274 yards and three touchdowns. I, I, I think we can have a conversation and a little bit later on at 8 o'clock for New York game day. Uh, um, Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum are going to join us, and, and I think we should have this conversation that C.J. Stroud very well could be the best rookie quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. Um, he's just – his poise – um, his, his, his ability to read defenses, his accuracy, like, it, like it is, he has it all there. Like, and, and to think that this is just the beginning for him to think that this is just the beginning for him is pretty wild to me. So like, wow, I, I'm, you know, I, I walk away watching that, that Texans Browns game. Yes. Um, to me, the, the Texans defense really was the storyline in this, in, in this game. Uh, Joe Flacco was under pressure the entire time. And, and this is a very good Cleveland Browns offensive line. This isn't a bad Cleveland Browns offensive line that got their butts handed to them by, uh, D'Amico Ryans and his defense. No, this is a good offensive line that competed all season long. And boy, uh, Joe Flacco just was under duress all day long throwing two pick sixes so the final score 45 to 14 45 of those points 14 of those 45 points were were pick sixes that that Joe Flacco tossed so Joe Flacco had over 300 yards 307 to be exact a touchdown again two interceptions also this was a Cleveland Browns team they were only able to put up 56 total rushing yards that's it 56 total rushing yards Insane, insane to me. Um, Nijoku was doing Nijoku things. Unfortunately, he didn't find the end zone, but he had seven receptions for 93 yards. Amari Cooper got banged up. If you saw, got banged up uh, in that first series. Not sure if that had any effect in regard to how this Cleveland Browns offense was run, but nonetheless, um, Amari Cooper, four receptions for 59. Uh, But to me, the big two storylines in this matchup last night was this Houston Texans defense coming to ball, coming to play, had Joe Flacco under duress all game long, held the Cleveland Browns rushing attack to just 56 total yards. Unbelievable. D'Amico Ryans for sure locked up coach of the year um, last night. And C.J. Stroud already won rookie of the year. I'm not sure if this might be the first time in the history of the NFL that a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach wins those two awards, uh, which is really, really impressive. C.J. Stroud, like I said, 274 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Nico Collins, seven targets, six receptions, 96 yards. He scored a touchdown. Uh, Brevin Jordan found the end zone. Dalton Schultz found the end zone. So C.J. was able to spread the wealth, which was nice. And Singletary carried the ball 13 times for 66 yards and scored a touchdown. So the Houston Texans came to the table and just just checked all the boxes, right? Checked all the boxes. Unbelievable. So so the Texans now 
advance and um, we'll get into, you know, next round and, and, and who they potentially can see a little bit later on uh, in New York game day. We'll, we'll break that down for you. For the evening game, all the talk obviously was the weather conditions. Um, and there was some talk and speculation that it would be the coldest game possibly in the history of the NFL. I, l- listen, if you recall that, what was, the, who, who, was it, was it Green Bay? Tom Coughlin was out there, right? Was it a Packers game? And like he had had, vas- they had, they had to put Vaseline all over his face. Do you remember that game? Yes. Like, that was that the, looks- uh, NFC championship game when the, uh, Giants won the Super Bowl in the 2007, 2008 season. Like that looked more brutal to me. Than last night. Like, don't get me wrong. Last night looked brutal, but that looked more brutal to me than last night. I, I don't know. Just my two cents. But um, it was definitely cold. Um, and and you could see it. The Miami Dolphins offense uh, was was sputtering. This is what happens when you take a mammal and you put them into uh, sub temperature degrees to try to you know uh, matriculate down the field. But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs win 26-7. to Tua, only 199 passing yards. Uh, if you listened to me yesterday, I love the under in passing yards for Tua. So that's fantastic. Uh, so that hit. Uh, had a touchdown. Also had an interception. Again, uh, told you to wager that he would have an interception last night. And sure enough, he did. Um, uh, Mostert, only 33 yards. Uh, Act chain. Only nine yards. So this is the Miami Dolphins team. They were only able to put 76 total rushing yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's another reason that, you know, when it's that cold out, you know, it's it's interesting. You don't want to tackle anyone. <laughs> you just don't. But the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense did, holding the uh, the Miami Dolphins to just 76 rushing yards. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs put up 147 uh, Tyree Kill came out there not wearing any sleeves, five receptions for 62 yards. His longest was 53. So negate that one reception for 53 yards. You do the math, not bad at all. And that 53 yard, of course, was a touchdown. So, um, you know, this, this Miami Dolphins offense that had a lot of success all season long sputtered, but here, no surprise. A lot of people played the under here. And if you did, um, I want to say was the under... I'm trying to think what the under was. I think it was, I want to say it was 36, 37, something like that. So uh, if you play the under, uh, the, it was 33. So if you had the under uh, 34, 34 and a half, um, obviously you, uh, you won the under. I liked Kansas City here. I used Kansas City as a money line parlay. So, um, but I had the two under passing yards, which hit. Um, I had Pacheco over rushing yards that hit. He carried the ball 24 times. By the way, his carries over under 15 and a half. He had, he carried the ball 24 times. So that hit over, over under 63, 64 and a half rushing yards. He had 89 that hit and he scored a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, 262 yards and a touchdown as well. His touchdown went to, um, Rasheed Rice who had a phenomenal night, 12 targets, Eight receptions, 130 yards. You know, this would have been a really smart play considering weather conditions were so cold uh, that it was just a dink and dunk passing game for Patrick Mahomes, uh, hence the 12 targets for Rice. Travis Kelsey had 10 targets, 7 of 71. I did wager that Travis Kelsey was going to find the end zone, but yet he is not. So Travis Kelsey has seven straight games now 
without scoring a touchdown. Seven straight games without scoring a touchdown. So uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, again, uh, they advance 26-7. to And... Um, uh, now or and, and again, we'll, we'll get into when we get into New York game day, we'll get into what the playoff bracket looks like and, and who they're waiting to play and, and how that's all going to pan out. Um, but I, I just want to end with this. The Miami Dolphins made their own bed and, and had to lie in it. And what do I mean by that? All the Miami Dolphins had to do was win one of their last two games. Now, granted, they were against difficult opponents in Baltimore and against the Buffalo Bills. All they had to do was win one of those games and they would have hosted this game yesterday in 85 degree temperatures down in South Florida, which I truly believe um, the Miami Dolphins would have won this game. The weather, to me, dictated this outcome. For sure. Dolphins play a lot better at home. Weather conditions, obviously 85 degrees as opposed to sub 20. Um, And a Kansas City Chiefs team and offense that was sputtering to get into the playoffs. So this is why it's so important to win home field advantage in the postseason, you know, and, and especially for Northern teams. And then they go up against teams that are Southern teams or dome teams who are not used to playing in these weather conditions. The weather dictated this game. I truly believe that if this was played in Miami, my gut is telling me that the Miami Dolphins would have won this matchup. So there is that. Now, news yesterday, the Bills-Steelers game was moved from today, was supposed to be played today at 1 o'clock. Again, another, another game, horrible weather conditions that I feel benefit the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? The Steelers have a better running game. And, and playing in the, in the weather conditions that are expected in Buffalo today would have negated the passing offense for the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, which would have played in the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this game is supposed to be played tomorrow at 4.30. Weather conditions are still supposed to be cold, some snow, some wind, but not what it is expected to be today. Now, they had to move this game because of um, safety concerns, travel concerns. Totally get it. But there's also talk and speculation that they might move this game to Tuesday because weather is still not going to be great tomorrow at 4.30 in Buffalo. So, um, but the further away that they move the Bills-Steelers game, the more it benefits the Buffalo Bills because uh, then their passing game uh, will be more on point. So, um, again, I'm just sharing these just, you know, when you hear like, oh, home field advantage is so important. It is, especially for Northeast teams um, who are comfortable and able not only to play in these weather conditions, but build their teams around playing in the playoffs and in these conditions with a stellar defense that can stop a run and having a running game that could run in these conditions. Um, you know, this is how you win in the NFL. 800-919-3776. All right, uh, we still have a lot coming your way. We're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland. We've got four remaining games left in the wild card weekend. So uh, she breaks it down with me. We'll also hear from Fat Jack, professional handicapper. Uh, we'll get his picks and his plays heading into the, the we got two games, obviously, today, 4.30 and 8 o'clock. Uh, and then two tomorrow, like I said, that Bills-Steelers game was moved. Um, and then we'll end the show strong with my DFS lineups. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety-eight point seven. ESPN. That's right. That music only means one thing. Cynthia Freeland spewing that knowledge. Two games on the docket for today. 4.30 kickoff. Dallas Cowboys going against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Dallas favored by seven at home. Over under is 50 and a half. Cynthia, how are you playing it? I think that that's a pretty significant win for the Cowboys for a couple of reasons, but not the least of which is that Jair Alexander is again on the injury report. Even when he's been playing this season, clearly something's wrong. Uh, he's not super healthy. He's not, doesn't have the same type of response that we're used to. And I, I watched CD lamb become work his way to be an all pro like on with every single snap. I mean, this is the guy who for two consecutive seasons, has been the most productive out of the slot. And now you add on like being the only guy to have like 600 receiving yards also out wide and in the slot this season, like that's a, that's a pretty significant problem for any, for any defense, let alone one that's, you know, suspect in the secondary and, and banged up. And by the way, uh, the run defense, I know in their three game win streak, the Packers run defense has looked pretty great and they were able to really shut the bears down in that capacity, but zoom out a little bit. And you'll see that in terms of allowing you know, rushing yards over expected, they actually ranked 24th since week 10. So it's, it's, they're not as, the run defense has, has had some success, but they've also had some not success. So I think that you'll, you'll see both of those things, especially with, with CD lamb, you'll see a, a decrease in their effectiveness in the run in run stopping. And, uh, and last but not least, well, I do want to ask you about Monday's game with the Eagles and, and, and the Bucks. But on Sunday, uh, this is the evening game. I'm really excited for this one, man. Uh, the Rams really impressed me this year, Cynthia. I, I was not expecting this from them. I thought they sold their, their souls to the devil to win the Super Bowl, and this was going to be a rebuild year. But look at them now. Uh, they're heading to Detroit to take on your Lions. The Lions are favored Ugh. by three. The over-under is 51 and a half. I have to, I, my, my play here, I'm, I'm probably going to buy the hook up and I'm going to take the Rams plus three and a half. And also I'm going to use them as a teaser and tease them up to plus nine. I do like the Lions winning, but I, I think, I think this is going to be a real close call uh, down the stretch. I, I think, I think this game is, is going to be decided by three points, if not fewer. Yeah, I don't love this one. I feel like it's going to be really difficult on my gut. 
I'm not eating anything earlier in the day because I feel like I'm just going to be so nervous. Um, a couple of things here do stand out to me. The first is they kind of have some similarities, which is funny, um, like these in-breaking routes, like crossers, et cetera. Both quarterbacks have been really exceptional at them. Jared Goff, actually, the third best quarterback in terms of yards earned on such routes. Same with Amon Ross St. Brown. So, And you're looking at whose defense gives them up. The answer is both of their defenses aren't great against in-breaking routes. But I'm looking at the, this Lions team and the O-line, and I think the trenches make the difference. Kobe Turner, rookie defensive tackle, has had an outstanding year, should at least be in consideration for defensive rookie of the year. Staying next to Aaron Donald makes your life easier, but hey, he really exceeded expectations. He won't win the award, but at least you should know the name. However, what the Lions do with their O-line, especially on the interior, the, uh, the number of times that they really like bring in an extra O-lineman or use a fullback or use some ver version of David Montgomery picking up the blitz, like that is going to make the difference for me in this matchup. The versatility of the O-line to give Jared Goff just an extra beat of time to make the difference. And I think, look, like if there's any team that gets empowered by narratives, it is Dan Campbell and his Detroit Lions. So I, I think the Lions win this one. I'm not, I'm, I feel very anxious about it. And personally, I'm, I, I will be turning my Twitters off. I will be, I will be <laughs> watching in a veritable black hole. Cause I won't be able to handle it. So I just 32 years since a win in the postseason. 32 years. It's so long. wow. Wow. There's, there's, there's Lions fans out there that uh, have never seen in their life. Weren't even born yet. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, let's end with the Eagles going up against the Bucks. The Eagles, they're limping into the postseason. They have just been horrific the last few weeks. Granted, their schedule has been very tough. Uh, and meanwhile, the Bucks finding new life with Baker Mayfield. Uh, you've got a Bucks team. They're getting three at home. They're getting three at home. The over-under is 43 and a half. I'm probably going to play the under here. That's my play in this matchup. How are you playing this one on Monday night? To me, my play is that the Bucs win this game for a couple of reasons. But number one, in their first matchup, if you look at what Baker Mayfield did on 10-plus air yard passes, it wasn't good. He was 3 of 10, like 71 yards and an interception. Since then, he's really picked up that deep passing, downfield passing situation. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Since Matt Patricia took over from Sean Desai, it's not that the defense has, like, gotten worse in the secondary what's really happened is they've allowed they, they've allowed quarterbacks more time they're not as effective or as often with the pressure so now you're giving bake bake a little of extra time mm, okay and you give you get you understand that now we understand that now you know dave canales crafted this offense where rashad white catches passes pretty reliably i mean he he's setting some next gen stats records in that regard so you're looking at that and you're saying okay i've seen this decline and then we don't even know i mean aj brown wasn't seen at practice there just feels like there's just too few options for jalen hurts and you know obviously we saw last week giants fans know this very well blitzing worked Jalen Hurts was not able to handle the blitz that the Giants brought after him. And, you know, who blitzes at the third highest rate in the league? That would be Todd Bowles. Mm. There you go. There you go. Um, she is Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network. You see her all over the place because she's just that good. Uh, Cynthia, you rock as always. We're always blessed to have you on with us. And uh, enjoy Wild Card Weekend. And uh, I'll definitely be thinking about you on Sunday night. Oh, gosh. Thank you, girl. I will talk to you next week.
All right, I want to thank Cynthia Freeland for joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. We still have more picks and more plays for you, getting you ready for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, will join us to get his picks and his plays for the four remaining games. And then we'll end the show this hour, I should say, strong with my DFS lineups coming your way for Wild Card Weekend as well. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to... Fantasy forecast uh, here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, obviously, since it's Wild Card Weekend, a lot of people playing DFS, but a lot of people gambling on these games. So let's bring in Fat Jack, professional handicapper here on 98.7 ESPN. So Fat Jack, uh, let's start with game one. We've got the Green Bay Packers going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas favored by seven. Uh, what's your play here? Yeah, everybody keeps saying they're good at home. I think they're good against bad teams. I mean, they, they they play better teams on the road than they have at home, so it looks like it's been a home field thing. For me, it's it's basically Dak Prescott and what he's done his entire career. When he plays teams with a winning record, he covers about three out of ten times. When he plays teams with losing records, he covers about seven out of ten times. This guy's good. They're the bully in the in the schoolyard. They beat up on bad teams. They play really good against horrible teams. And when they play a good team, they lose. This Cowboys team's not going anywhere. And they're not because, guess what, when you get the playoffs, you get to play good teams. Now, is this a good enough team? Uh, well, I don't know. Green Bay's young. One well, of the youngest teams ever to make the playoffs. I don't, I'm don't. i not as big a believer in Jordan Love as a lot of people are. He's certainly improved through the year. I don't believe he could throw it with accuracy down the field. Uh, I also like that fact that the books have set this number at 7.5. They're inviting you to play Green Bay here, plus that touchdown with the hook. I think this is a, this is a spot where – um, Dallas does get in, get Green Bay in predictable down in distances. I think they end up getting it done, not because they're at home, because this Green Bay team is kind of an average team. They're not really great. They're not really bad. But they're just in the middle. But they're young enough. They're going to make some mistakes. Uh, give me the Cowboys here. They're going to be beating their chest down in uh, Jerry World after this weekend. But I'm afraid it's short-lived. But I do think they get through this weekend. 
Uh, then on uh, on Sunday night, we've got the Rams going up against the Detroit Lions. This might be the game that I'm probably most looking forward to watching. Uh, the Detroit Lions at home in the Motor City. Again, no no worry about weather conditions. It's indoors on a fast track. Lions are favored by three. The over-under is 51 and a half. Yeah, this would be great. If you, were, if you were having a debate competition and you wanted people to be able to come up with a solid argument for both sides, this is the game because you can do that. Who's going to be better at shutting down Jared Goff than is his old team? I mean, trust me, the Rams know what Jared Goff does well and what he doesn't do well. Expect him to neutralize what he does offensively. Um, but, but Detroit, they played a home game since I was like 18 years old chasing girls that were way out of my league. I mean, this team does not play home playoff games. And so them getting that, there might be a little bit of an exhale going on. Matt Stafford, the 1-9 straight up as an underdog, his last 10 games the dog. I mean, this dude is not, not performing well when he's an underdog consistently. So I can make a really good case either way. What I do think is going to happen is you're not going to have as many points. The Rams, although they've been scoring more lately, is not a, they're not a team that wants to run up into the 30s, and they understand that Detroit – if they get that going and if they get any type of lead, they're going to they're be able to get the ball down. So the one thing Josh Allen has been able to do is big chunk plays if they're either down or if they're up enough that they can run some play action in early downs and catch you off guard. So I think that the Rams understand this game needs to stay close, needs to be lower scoring, and I do think they'll be able to dictate pace to play a little bit. So I like under the 51-and-a-half. I lean toward the Rams plus the points here, but that's become a real public play as well. And I could see it's not going to totally surprise me. You know, the, the, the Rams have had two tail of two. They're like Philadelphia, two totally different seasons. First half, totally different from the second half. It, it's not going to surprise me if they regressed the mean just a little bit. They are on the road, and Detroit is certainly dangerous. So tough, tough side, side play. I lean toward the Rams, but definitely better play on the under. And last but not least, Monday night, riveting. Eagles going against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Weather conditions here are not supposed to be to be good either they're expecting rain and and some wind and both these teams are pretty beat up uh the bucks home dog getting three the over under is 43 and a half what's what's your game script here jack yeah it, it won't be great it won't be great weather but i promise you kansas city and buffalo would both take whatever they're going to get in tampa uh, because it'll be raining and mist and everybody will be complaining but it's going to be a lot better than they're going to get up north for sure um i i i, I love what baker mayfield's done Another one of those games where they're going to have to not make mistakes. Mayfield is two different types of player. When he makes mistakes, they're not any good. When they get behind, they're not any good. When they can keep the game in the 20s, they can, they can, he's, he's effective for sure. I do think there's a little value with this Philly team, though. They certainly are banged up. They certainly are hurt. But why are they favored? I mean, this is a, te- this is a team that you would think, would be at least a pick and maybe getting points with how banged up they are. The reality mm-hmm. is that you don't just step into the playoffs and get things done immediately. Seven of the last eight Philly games on the road have gone under because they're not scoring much. Tampa Bay's defense has been good at home. Six of their last seven have gone under. I think a low-scoring game, and I think Philly actually gets there in the end. I don't trust Baker quite enough to win a playoff game. I like Jalen Hurts. I understand that he's dislocated his finger. We'll see what that becomes of that. But I like the uh, the vet, the leaders. The, they've been there, done that uh, mentality that Philly will have, even banged up. So I think get a little bit of value going to lay the points and play Philly. All right. I want to thank Fat Jack. When we come back, get ready. I got my DFS lineup ready for you heading into today as well as tomorrow. So two DFS lineups for you when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You're locked and loaded for uh, for this weekend. Um well, at least for today, the two remaining games today and, of course, two tomorrow. So uh, so if you want to play some DFS, um, you know, it's, it's still allowing you and, and, and I'm sure because, um, you know, this is the way that it was uh, prior to um, the game being moved. So today you can put in a DFS lineup for three games that were supposed to be played today, even though the Pittsburgh Steelers game was moved to tomorrow. Okay. <clears throat> So Green Bay, Dallas, Rams, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Okay. So, uh, so quarterback wise, who am I rolling with? Uh, love Dak Prescott today. Okay. Um, again, just uh, putting on a clinic at home, uh, grip it and rip it, a revenge game from Mike McCarthy. Uh, I think the formula for success for the Dallas Cowboys is uh, get up early, be really aggressive in the passing game. They can't run the football uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and also Mike McCarthy gets impatient and, and he just wants to throw the ball all the time. So um, I, I love Dak Prescott today and you could get him for 7,600 on DraftKings. Okay. 7,600. Um, if, if I'm going to play some other quarterbacks uh, would, you know, you get Matthew Stafford at 65, uh, Jordan Love at 63 or golf at 62. I think, I think, all the quarterbacks are going to be serviceable, but the one that I think that I like the most um, and for good value, I think is Dak Prescott at 7,600. So he would be my number one quarterback uh, that I would use. Okay. Um, in regard to running backs, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Ever since uh, Mason Rudolph has taken over as uh, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Najee Harris now has become the main back. Also, this is the playoffs. I think Mike Tomlin is going to be nervous about Jalen Warren fumbling the football. So I think I can see Najee Harris getting like 20 carries for 80 yards and scoring like a touchdown or two. That's, that's like, like I can envision that 
um, in this game, especially because the weather conditions. So, and you could get Najee Harris for 5,400. So, uh, so love Najee Harris. And also I'm going to go Gibbs at 6,500. Those are my top two running backs I'm going to use because, um, you know, the Rams are, are quite good against the run, but they're, they're not good against the pass. And of course, Gibbs is utilized in the passing attack for, um, for the Detroit Lions. So uh, your, your most expensive running back is Williams. And then, of course, you have Cook um, at 6,600. So Williams is 73. Cook, Cook is 66. Um, Jones is 63. Montgomery is 62. Pollard is 61. I might throw in a little bit of Pollard just because I do, I do believe that he, he could potentially find the end zone. And at 61, maybe I'll exchange Gibbs for Pollard with a few few lineups, a few matchups. But for me right now, uh, it's Harris and Gibbs. Those are my two favorite running backs uh, to play in DFS. So, so far, again, Dak Prescott, my quarterback, Harris Gibbs, my uh, my running backs. And we, in regard to wide receivers, love me some CeeDee Lamb, but at 9000 that's a bit pricey for me. Also, I do believe that he's going to see a lot of double coverage um, against the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to go Ferguson, Tight end Ferguson as my as my tight end. I think he's going to get a lot of looks. I think he'll have at least four receptions for, let's say, 50-something yards and finds the end zone today. So, And I could get Ferguson as my tight end uh, at 4,700. Okay? Um, love me some Amal Ross St. Brown, but he's $8,000. Diggs is 7,400. Staying away from... Uh, the passing game for the Buffalo Bills because of the weather conditions. Puka's at 72. So who are some of the other wide receivers I like? Um, I love Cooper Cup, getting him at 7,500. The Detroit Lions are one of the worst teams in the NFL defending slot wide receivers. And that's where Cooper Cup runs 80% of his routes from the slot. So Cooper Cup uh, is my number one wide receiver that I'm going to use today at 7,500. Then I'm going to go... I'm going to go Robinson, okay? Uh, I'm going to go for, for, the, uh, for the Rams. Uh, this journeyman has come out of nowhere and has become a favorite target, one of the favorite targets for Matthew Stafford. And you could get him at 3,600. 3,600. He's another one that I think could get, you know, a good six, seven targets, maybe four or five receptions. Um, if he can, if he can break one open, don't forget they're playing indoors on a fast track. Maybe he puts up 60, 70 yards and and maybe finds the end zone. So for 3,600, I think your best value at wide receiver for a guy who's going to get peppered with targets is Robinson with the Rams. And then I'm going to go read wide receiver read for the green Bay Packers, uh, against Dallas at 5,700. I think a lot of points are going to be put up in that, uh, green Bay Dallas game. I, I do like the over there. I'm going to get into that a little bit later on in the show when we kick off New York game day and we'll be breaking these three games down. But um, I, I like Reed a lot. The way that the Green Bay Packers are putting up points is not in their running game, with all due respect to, to Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon. Uh, it's in their passing game. And so I think Reed has a big game today. Uh, and, and for me, the Dallas defense is suspect. So I'm going to go my three wide receivers, Cooper Cup my number one, then I'm going to go Reed for the Green Bay Packers. And then I'm going to go Robinson, which I think is a sneaky good play and really good value at 3600 Okay. Ferguson is my tight end. And then my flex, I'm going to go Kincaid at 4600 Why? Ever since uh, Knox has come back, 
Kincaid has just been crushing it. He's averaging 80 yards a game with Kincaid, with, with Knox back in the lineup. So uh, they're, they're going 12 personnel. They're going two tight end sets with Knox back. And what's happened is it's really opened things up for Kincaid. And also with the weather conditions, um, I think we'll see a lot of what we saw last night with the Kansas City Chiefs keeping everything short and sweet. And Kincaid can run those five-yard five, year, five yard outs, those five-yard curls, those drag routes uh, that I think that, um, that uh, Josh Allen can find him on. So Kincaid, $4,600 as my flex. And last but not least, defense-wise, you know, I, I, I'm not going to take the Cowboys or the Packers because I think a ton of points are going to be put up in that game. And again, I, I'm not sold on this Cowboys defense. I'm not going to take Lions and Rams because I think a lot of points are going to be put up in that game as well. I think both quarterbacks are going to have a lot of success. Um, so I'm looking at the Bills Steelers game, especially because of the weather conditions, I don't think a lot of points are going to be put up there. So I'm going to go Bills defense, Bills defense at 3,500. Okay. Bills defense at 3,500. So this leaves me a remaining salary of $900. That's fine. I'm not, you know, let it sit there. And so my, my favorite DFS lineup heading into today, Dak Prescott, my quarterback, Harrison Gibbs, my two running backs, Cup, Reed, Robinson, my three wide receivers, Ferguson, my tight end, Kincaid, my flex, and the Bills defense. Okay? That's my DFS lineup for today. 800-919-3776. Let's go to to Eddie calling in from Rockland. Eddie, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How you doing? Good morning. I just want to I want to weigh in on the Rams uh Lions game since I've been a Ram fan uh since about mid 70s. Mm-hmm. And I haven't uh ex- expressed my opinion on it yet. So I think they're just going to get punched in the mouth and usually in these history of the Rams when a bully team comes in, I don't know Chicago Bears, the Washington Redskins, the Jim Everett years when they come in and they're supposed to be the high-flying offense, you know what doesn't happen? The high, the offense doesn't get high-flying, just like in the Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl with Warner. They were, like, favored by, like, 14, I think. Okay. So, so, what, so what, are you, what are you predicting for the game then, Eddie? What's your, what's your score? Uh, 16-31. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is all going to be all on McVay's shoulders. If he can call it the perfect game plan, okay, uh, and they can get a couple of turnovers from Goff or something like that, but they're going to need a little help here because usually when a team comes hard on, at the Rams in the playoffs, they usually get punched in the mouth. The only team they usually stand up against is the Cowboys. And that's what I that all I ever care about if the Rams beat the Cowboys or Minnesota Vikings. I don't even care if they go to the Super Bowl or anything else. Those have always been and in their stadium. I don't even want to do it in in uh, Rams Stadium. I only want to do it in Minnesota. So if the Rams if the Rams win and, and the Cowboys win, do they get the Cowboys, Anita? Uh, when, when we kick off, thanks for the phone call, Eddie. When we kick off New York game day, uh, we're going to go through the teams that won, who we anticipate to win, and, and, and we'll, we'll do a deep dive into what's next uh, and take a look at the, the playoff bracket. 
Uh, we'll do that with Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum coming your way in just a few minutes. Let's go to uh, let's go to Brooklyn in Brooklyn. <laughs> Hello? Peace, peace, peace. Hey, Hi. how you doing, my love? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How's everything? Hanging in there, my friend. What you got? Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, I want to understand and overstand, and I just want to be on my stand to actually look at the Cowboys and the algorithms that are putting out. What is it? Is it the personnel? Is it the NFL that puts out an algorithm? That what do you states, explain? Explain? You know, explain what you're looking at. Um, the Cowboys. How come it's so much hate on us, and we ain't even play a game yet? I know it's you know numbers don't lie at all, Anita. You don't win over. What, explain, a lot explain of to me, explain to me hate. What What do you? Okay, so, okay, um, not recognizing that this team is on a 16 game winning streak at home, not recognizing that this game averages over 30 points a game at the house, not um, not recognizing that the defense flies around at home. Those are the things that basically uh, we should be hearing about, not the narrative of Mike McCarthy and um, Bill Belichick switching positions, uh, not looking at the fact that um, all this other aspects of things of how the Cowboys are going to fall on their face and how it seems as if that's what it, the world wants it to do. And I just feel that it's going to be totally opposite isn't this the same thing that the world wanted the Texans to do in regards to baseball? And what happened with that at the end? Everybody had egg on their face. So what I'm saying well, is I'm a person that has been looking at football for quite a while. Yeah, and I've been so, a Cowboys. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I hear you. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm up against the break because we have to kick off New York game day. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, hear, I hear the positive along with the negative with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, there is talk and speculation. It is Jerry Jones. Um, you know, he's a wild card. If Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys lose this game, I wouldn't be shocked if he says out the door, I want Bill Belichick here. That That's a fair conversation to have. Uh, and this is a Dallas Cowboys team. They're much different on the road than they are at home. So yeah, they're home. I expect them to win today. But also there's a Green Bay Packers team that has been playing really well as of late. Um, I like the over in this matchup. I think Dak Prescott's going to put on a show. You know, a lot of times people don't realize just because you have negative uh, analysis against a team doesn't mean you hate a team. But you've, you, you've got to look at the full picture. And I think fans sometimes uh, have a hard time doing that.